Welcome to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast, uh, here once again uh, with more of our seasonal October programming. Um, I am Kyle Bird, here as um, your host, and I have some friends to help me through this. I have uh, uh, some familiar voices on the line with me. Um, I have, first up... Mesa Patrol's Kevin Derendorf, our good friend. Welcome back. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to take tests. If only there was some way around it. I know, right? If only we uh, were weird spiritual creatures that like live in the woods. But we're not. We're people. And that sucks. Um, speaking of people, I have other people here too. Um, I have uh, Final Forum, the Dragon Ball podcast. Tom is here uh, once again with uh, uh, his his little residency here at the KT Studios here in October. I hope you're enjoying your stay, sir. I appreciate you uh, opening. Your your place to me, but um, you do not need to put pumpkin spice on the mic. <laughs> uh, just trying to keep it festive. Um, <laughs> and then also returning is our friend Lux Edwards. Kyle, Good, uh, would you please uh, prepare my rice bowl bath for me? <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about uh, a franchise known as Gege no Kitaro, which translates into... Kevin, what's that translate into? <laughs> so, this is, this, is a, this is a goofy one, because... The, isn't the, the, is, is the Gege... That's supposed to be like a sound effect, isn't it? Yeah, or am I, so it's like it, an onomatopoeia, sort of. Yeah, it's, isn't it supposed to be like his, uh, his feet like clacking against the pavement or something? Yeah, there's there's that, but then there's also I guess Shigeru Mizuki when he was a child. Shigeru was hard for them to say, and they wound up saying Gegege. So you could say that this is this is Gegege's Kitaro because Kitaro was not originally his creation. He took it over from a different uh, creator. Right. So. Um, this is something I wanted to do for a while, um, a few years, really. Um, but it's just one of those things where, like, how do you, how do you even approach an introductory podcast to this cultural phenomenon 
that is so huge and so long running, but I don't know. I, I figured out a way sort of, um, so, uh, my idea was to just kind of have like, here's a sampler of Kitaro stuff from different adaptations, uh, throughout the years. And, um, so I, I kind of picked a few things that I think, um, uh, this isn't necessarily a here's a best of, but this is like, okay, if you are listeners of the podcast, if you're into kaiju stuff, these are maybe like your, these are maybe the entry points because they'll have like the most familiarity to things you may have seen before for, for multiple reasons. And as we go through, I will describe maybe why I, I chose these, the method to my madness in putting this together. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and we'll go from there. So I, I, I kind of have, um, we have a few different stories that I've pulled from different anime versions of it over the decades. Um, so b- before we get to those and what those are all about, um, we have to talk about the, uh, the, 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 I guess, um, semi creator, like Kevin said, Kitaro is not a character that, the author um, Shigeru Mizuki created, but he he really did put together this as the universe of these yokai as we know it. Um, some uh, recommended further listening in addition to this episode is um, uh, way back uh, when Tom, Matt, and I did our um, episode about the uh, uh, Daie yokai films we did an episode about um the original trilogy and then Mike's great yokai war uh uh that was a few years ago uh that might have been like the second halloween Oof, run that I we did maybe remember. it was a long time ago um and then uh uh last year we did its sequel great yokai war guardians which the pre-order for the blu-ray uh, just uh, went up today, as a matter of fact, on the SRS Cinema Store. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, I know we all enjoyed it, um, and so get that. Uh, but uh, also, um, Kevin and I did a, uh, 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 for Great Yokai Wars' um, 15th anniversary, uh, we did a uh, in-depth panel um, on that, the Mike movie, for uh, Kyle Yount's Kaiju Conline, that panel is available on YouTube if you look up Kaiju Conline and Great Yokai War, and the audio of it was put up uh, as a podcast for Kaiju Transmissions. So we get into uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, so if you're listening for the first time and you're like, what's a yokai? I mean, check those out. That's definitely not a rabbit hole <laughs> we intend to explain uh, again tonight. Um but the, there is some overlap there because we do need to talk about Shigeru Mizuki, um, who uh, uh, is uh, famous for, I mean, not only this, but he, he did all the, you know, Kitaro manga um, and so on and so forth. But um, uh, very prolific um, in Japan. Uh, and what he did with Yokai is like, he kind of brought these. Japanese folk monsters into Japanese pop culture in a way that really was mostly like him in the 60s. Like, really made 
those famous creatures into like the real cultural icons that they are over there. I mean, in Japan, there's a whole Kevin. You 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 might need to point me in the right no pun intended, point me in the right direction here, but there's like a street dedicated to him, right? In Japan that has like statues of all his famous yokai characters and stuff. Yeah, and then he has a, he has a dedicated museum also. Yep. Um, Yeah. In, uh, in, in the Mike film, great yokai war, they actually visit the Mizuki museum, um, in one of the scenes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think the comparison I've heard a lot in terms of you know comparing it to a Western figure is like he did for Kappa's what you know someone like Tolkien did for you know uh, uh, what's else? Yeah, right. There you go. Um, stuff like that. Um, uh, but some some important background on Mizuki that that we need to mention is um, uh, he he was a very very um, had a very humanistic. I mean, he he was a pacifist, um, and a lot of that comes through in his work, um, including Kitaro. Um, he uh, he 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 fought in World War II. Um, uh, and uh his uh his arm got blown off right so like all of his stuff he drew all his stuff with one hand um and uh yeah he has a cameo in uh great yokai war the the mike one from 2005 uh he's he's at the end where he says like war is point war is pointless it only makes you hungry or or whatever and as silly of a statement as that is that's very true to how he viewed violence and um and war and and stuff like that um and uh you know he 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 came out of the war being very skeptical of you know government not only the japanese government but also the american occupation and really just you know didn't care for politicians um and really just believed in you know peace and people cooperating and working together um now uh to take us back a little further um uh uh kitaro is a character that first appeared in a 1933 uh kamishi by by uh masami ito uh kamishi by is kind of um i don't know it's almost like a japanese version of uh I, how do you explain that? It, it's like uh, uh, Kevin. I'll let you explain it. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, it's it's like a, a crude paper play. Basically. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a, a series of images uh, that's kind of uh, brought one in front of the the other. Sometimes you have little animations if you have like a, a rod, like a a, a stick, uh, like cut out. Yeah, uh, and, and like street. Funny. It was something like street performers would do it, like. Yeah, for kids exactly. and stuff. If you've seen Ultraman, you've seen which which Ultraman has it? Is it? There's an episode of Return. That there's I th- Return. Is it? Re- I think it's Return that has a uh, a whole like thing about that. And I think we talked about it briefly when we t- were doing the Sunny Chiba episode and we were talking about um, Ogon Bat. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, so so he was Kitaro was a character that was created for for those, um, and uh, uh, he was inspired by other local folk tales. One one particular one I don't know much about 
called the Candy Burying Ghost. Um, but that goes way back, you know, that, that inspired, you know, Chinese folklore that goes back to like the 12th, 13th centuries. Uh, but in 1954, Mizuki was asked to basically continue the series with that character. And that's where Mizuki really rounded out what that universe is. All of Kitaro's yokai friends, all of that stuff. That is where Mizuki basically, I mean, he basically took like this, the character and did his own version of it and rounded out the entire mythology. Um, so not to diminish Ito's credit there, but like most of what we know comes from, from, uh, Mizuki. Um, and this is, I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the cultural impact that this franchise has in Japan can't be understated. Like I said, there's a whole street dedicated to it. You can walk down the street and see statues of these yokai, um, these characters. I, I, would gar- I would bet anyone listening that is maybe into anime or something like that, they might not know the name, but I bet if you put Kitaro or his father, who is a sentient eyeball, <laughs> you know, show them those images. They, they they might recognize them if they've seen them on a poster or an advertisement or something like that. Um, so, I, I mean, this is just a monumentally enormous property, even though it's not something that outside of Japan is probably super, you know, well known. Well, and and just the the canon of. Japanese mythology as we know it is so shaped by this because this is pretty much what led to the yokai boom and the kind of yeah when when people think of Japanese spirits they're thinking of some permutation of stuff from the Kitaro series right like you might know what a kappa is but even, whether you know it or not what you think in your head is probably closer to the version of a kappa you that Mizuki like you know created more or less um but yeah i mean the 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 original manga itself ran from 1960 to 1969 um i ha- i haven't read any actually um kim my uh my my girlfriend um has some of it um she has a few volumes of it so i have it in my <laughs> household <laughs> but i but i haven't uh read it but she really likes it um uh, it, but yeah, 60 to 69 is the original ra- manga run, and it's it's just one of those franchises that just keeps going in different versions. Um, there's been anime series in 1968, 1970, 1985, 1996, 2007, and 2018, so like one per decade since the 60s. Um, there was a more, uh, the Hakaba, Hakaba Kitaro, which was the original Kamishi Bai we mentioned, has also had its own anime adaptation in 2008. Um, There were two live-action movies in 2007 and in 2008. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just a juggernaut that keeps going. Um, Like I I mentioned, the manga is available here in English. Um, And uh, the most recent anime, the 2018 one, is available on Crunchyroll. Um, a lot of the other ones, you know, there's fan subs and stuff out there, so this stuff is obtainable. Um, well, some of it. Not not enough of it. Um, uh, there, there are two uh, live-action versions in the 80s also that are super obscure. Yeah, yeah, you were mentioning that, and I could barely find anything about that. I, like, I saw, I, like, some posters, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so I mentioned the 60s as when um, all of these, uh, uh, this blew up. And that is, uh, like, that's what inspired Daiye to make that original trilogy of yokai movies is, oh, this is hot right now, how do we get in on it? And then um, one of the famous arcs from the manga and later in, I think, most versions of the anime is Great Yokai War. Daiye are like, well, we don't really have the rights to this Mizuki stuff, so they make their own version of Great Yokai War, which is known here as spook warfare um uh and that is basically like a mockbuster <laughs> of mizuki's great yokai war and then that gets remade in 2005 by takashi Mike with mizuki there as a consultant um and so that whole thing is like a whole thing that went full circle from like we're ripping off Mizuki to directly involving him, having a scene where they walk down the, the street and go into the museum and having Mizuki doing cameo and all this stuff. Um, and, and he adapted it into a manga. Okay, there you go. It, it just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a crazy like cycle. Um, uh, and then that got its own sequel um, uh, uh, recently. So I mean, it's 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 really a crazy, crazy history. Um, and that is like this podcast and everything we just said. This is like just scratching the surface of what this is. Um, so for the purpose of 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 this little experiment, I was like, okay, um, I guess what's the easiest way to be like, okay, not only is this what this is a like about, this is what the vibe is, this is what it's going for. Um, so I had to figure that out as well as being like, okay, here's like the most easy entry points for our listeners, um, and 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 uh, I mean, me and Kevin have have been watching Kitaro stuff for a while, but I know Tom and Lux are more new to it. So it's like, okay, how, like, what's the best points of reference for a kaiju fan that has seen all these movies we just mentioned? You know, they like Godzilla. Yeah, like, what's the stuff that can, like, you know, click with them and also be like, you know, here's, here's what the deal is. Um, so, uh, I, I, I have some choices that have been, asked like why did you choose this and some of these i have good reasons for other i have reasons but they may not be as good but i can't explain it um and so we're gonna kind of just give our thoughts on like this little uh sampler platter of kitaro that i've assembled for for uh for for my my friends here and then um of course as i always say on this podcast if you need to be pointed in the right direction of where to find something Send us a message uh, on Facebook, email us, whatever, and I, I'm I'm glad to help spread the gospel of Kitaro. Um, uh, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, uh, I guess. Well, I guess should I should I explain the choices I made, or should we do kind of like a here's the setup of you know here's what Kitaro is about. Here's our characters, stuff like that first. I think the latter makes sense. 
Yeah. Okay. So I guess the the easiest way to explain what this series is about, there's a boy with one eye named Kitaro. Um, and, you know, most of the time he just hangs out in the, the yokai woods with, you know, his, his all a bunch of other yokai. And, and every now and then there's some sort of yokai-related disturbance in the human world where he needs to get his friends together and help. It could be a multitude of things. It could be, you know, uh, some uh, disgruntled yokai is trying to get revenge on humanity for something. It could be a, a greedy corporation just hired a bunch of kappa because they can figure out that they can pay them in cucumbers. It can be all kinds of things. It could be monsters from a, another place are you know, uh, uh, trampling our village, you know, the old kind of seven samurai, uh, uh, setup. Um, but usually Kitaro is happy to help, uh, settle these disputes. And, um, along with him, he has some friends that are usually recurring in each iteration. You have, um, uh, uh, rat man who is a rat man. um, his whole thing is that he's like he's like the asshole friend that you are like why even hang out with this guy um and he's constantly trying to make money and swindle people and steal and he's just a greedy jerk um he also uh never bathes yeah yeah <laughs> yes that's like his thing <laughs> stinkiness is his thing he's like 380 years old and has never bathed <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, uh, my favorite, Kitaro's father, who is a tiny little man with his, his head is just a giant eyeball, and he's just a naked little man with an eyeball for a head, um, and he likes to bathe in a, 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 a bowl of steamed rice. That's how he relaxes, um, and he is there uh, uh, to be wise and to uh, uh, give advice. Um, and he's also just a tiny little adorable little guy. Um, he also, every once in a while, or maybe more than every once in a while, like rides in uh, Kitaro's hair, and like the effect is to make it <laughs> kind of look like Kitaro has two eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,. Who am I? Mi- you have um. Uh, who am I missing? Cat girl. Everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, cat girl is a, a girl cat person. She's a she's a normally like a girl who can, uh, when like threatened or excited or wanting to scare someone, can like take on very cat-like features um, and, like, you know, get, like, a big, like, like a Cheshire grin, kind of, with big, sharp teeth and cat eyes and, like, you know, like, like kind of spook you and scare you in that, in that kind of way. Um, and then there's also the the sandwich. Who's a witch that throws <laughs> sand. Yep. Pocket sand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I just realized, as I said it, like with all these other characters, no, that is, yeah, that is not a, that is not like a, a sentient, 
you know, two pieces of bread and some meat between. <laughs> it is a, a, a witch who, who like throws sand. Um, what else? There's like, there's, there's, there's the guy, there's I, Wally Wall, who I can't believe you forgot. Oh, Wally, Wally Wall, Wall is the best. Yeah, Wally Wall is. He Ride is, or die. Yeah, Wally Wall will have your back. That's all you need to know. Wally Wall is literally just a wall. Yeah, and, and um, I forget the name of that actual yokai, but like you, you see the wall yokai in a lot of things, like you know yeah. the the Katakawa films that we talked about. Nuri, uh, the, the name. Okay, yeah, and then um, there's Rollo Cloth, who kind of he's like this uh, this cloth, like a length of cloth that can fly around. Um, he's a little bit horny for women for some reason, and. Uh, <laughs> He kind of, if we're, if we're comparing him to, to like, as far as like shonen anime, he gets ridden around a lot. So he's kind of like, uh, like Kinto, like the cloud in Dragon Ball that Goku rides on. Yeah. Like, Kitara will jump on Rollo Cloth and ride around on him. That's another ride. one of the more famous yokai that shows up in, I don't know, all kinds of yokai stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's Each like all the. Recognized as a character. Yeah. And then I think all that's left after that would be like, old man crybaby who just gets drunk and turns into a rock sometimes. Yes. Yeah. He's... Aside from like tons <laughs> of background cameos from yokai that if you watch, if you've seen like the die yokai movies, you recognize like the umbrella Yep. and uh, Caracasa, the long neck yep. woman. And yep. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the famous yokai are, are in there. Um, and they're always like, like it'll be Kataro hanging out with kind of all of them, and then like a human will come and be like, "There's an emergency, we need your help," and they're all like, "I am not my problem." <laughs> yeah, they usually run away. They're like, "Yeah, whatever, okay." Yeah, usually it'll be like a rat man will be like, "Oh, really? How can I make money off of this?" And then he'll get himself involved, and it'll it'll blow up because he got himself. Involved yeah, and then everyone and then else he, has to go. Everyone else has to. Yeah, go then save everyone. Him. Yeah. yeah, they have to go fix whatever he whatever the latest thing is that he fucked up, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, great theme song that runs through every version um, that is just delightful. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the formula. There's usually some kind of th- conflict going on between the human and yokai world, and they're like, okay, no one else is going to go fix this, so I guess we will. Um, nine times out of ten, it's yeah, Ratman's trying to make money off of people because he's just the worst. Um, and so yeah, that's that's the gist of Kitaro. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, like I, I really, really like this stuff. Um, I, uh, I got into it myself when the 2018 anime was starting. Um, I have to credit Kevin with some of that because I think that was around. I think it started. It was like in its first few episodes when G Fest was there, and I, I just I don't know. We talked about it, and he was like, "Yeah, first episode shits on Logan Paul. Like, <laughs> check it out." I was like, "Okay, I'm in." <laughs> and I and we, with me and Kim and sometimes even Julia, like we were watching it like every week. But like because it's an anime, and anime just. Those shows insist on going on forever. It was one of those things where it was like, okay, I missed this week. Oh, crap, I missed this week, too. And then it's like, oh, I'm three behind. Oh, I'm four behind. And then, like, 
you're like, okay, I'll catch up. And then like, before you know it, you're like 20 behind and you're just like, I, <laughs> you know, I think we made it into like the twenties or thirties or something. And, and it's a great show. I, I, I really like it, but, um, just wa- trying to watch it as it was coming out weekly was, was uh, a challenge for us. Cause it just it went on forever. Like all these anime shows. I don't know if some, some people do it. Um, yeah, it took the time slot from Dragon Ball Super, but it doesn't have the same sort of like long arcs that 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 show did in terms of you know ending on too many cliffhangers. Yeah, yeah. There's a few two parters, and uh, I think uh, even I think there was a three parter that I watched for this also. But um, but yeah, it's it's for the most part it's pretty episodic and light. Um, it, it, it's it, like uh, people that are listening that have kids like, yeah, this is something that you, would be a great thing to watch this time of year, uh, the right season for it. It's got all kinds of crazy ghosts and monsters and just a lot of fun. So, um, so for the purpose of this, like I said, um, it was less about, okay, what's the best of the best It's what are the good entry points to give people the idea and also have things that are going to be familiar for the people listening. So, um, I have selected uh, um, a few things. First up is um, Daikaiju, which, if you can't guess why I picked that based on the title, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, and uh, that, that was adapted in the 1968 anime, the 1985 anime, and also as a short anime film in 1996, uh, where it combined that with some elements of uh, another famous art called the Yokai Army. For and, and like I said, I wanted to kind of have one of each that I could pull. So for this one, I chose the 68 version. Um, and uh, 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 it, that's the version that's the most true to the manga. And um, there's some also, uh, there's a very obvious uh, inclusion from the manga in that version that is not in the other versions that I thought was very important. Kevin already knows what I'm talking about. The, yeah. The, it's also worth noting that, you know, those, those two episodes from the 68 version were compiled into a compilation movie, which was the first theatrical release for Kitaro. Well, there you go. Um, then, uh, the other, the next one that I picked is the great yokai war for obvious reasons. I mean, we're all listeners, are probably going to be familiar with the Daie, like like I said, like it was a ripoff movie of this, uh, Spook Warfare, which is great, and also Mikkei's great film, and also the sequel that is now finally coming out on Blu-ray here. Um, so the original version of, of Great Yokai War, I chose... Um, uh, so uh, I chose the uh, anime movie from 1985 um, that was adapted for the 68 version and also uh, the 2007 anime and also the 2018 anime um, nor usually it also includes a lot of the classic um, western monsters Dracula Frankenstein Wolfman um, and uh, uh, so I wanted a version that had those um, and also, like I said, Daikaiju was my choice for the 60s, so uh, I, I, and I, I chose the 85 movie for that to have one from the 80s. Um, from the 90s, I have Yokai Express Phantom Train, uh, which is a, a short 1997 film. Um, 
I wanted one from the 90s, and uh, Kevin was like, there's so much overlap with Great Yokai War, why'd you do this? And um, that is true, because it's kind of a mashup of Great Yokai War with another famous art called Ghost Train. Um, and so that was my pick for the 90s, um, because, A, it gives you your Ghost Train fix, and also... My, this is like one of my more lame reasons. Uh, it's, it's October, and we all love the Universal Monsters, and it's like, okay, there's another thing where you can get your Dracula, your Frankenstein, your Wolfman, and so on. Um, and then uh, I couldn't find anything for the 2007 anime that was subtitled. I really tried. For whatever reason, that was the one that I couldn't find anything. That I wanted to find, because they, they did an episode in the 2007 version that was a sequel to Great Yokai War, where, like, the Dracula and stuff, like, come back. And I was like, oh, that would be so cool to do the 90, or the, yeah, the, the 85 Yokai War and watch the sequel from the 2007 anime, but that was just not meant to be. Um, and then from the 2018 one, uh, I mean, I really did, I had less of a rhyme or reason into the selections other than, um, like I said, I watched, you know, the first, like, it lasts like 90 episodes, so I, yeah. I watched maybe like close to a third of it, and it was like these are episodes that just really stuck out in my memory as being really strong ones. There's a lot of them though. Like I really, really, really love that show. Um, so I picked the first episode because, yeah, I got your I, like I'm I have stuff from the '60s, '70s, and '80s, but like I felt like it was important to have a pilot episode in there somewhere. So that's the one. So that's more or less why I picked that. And then the other episode I picked was episode nine, and really for no other reason that it was just a really fun episode. That like when I think back, geez, I was like, what, like five years ago? Oh my god! When I think back to when I was watching it, like that's one of the first episodes that pops into my head. So I was like, I just it was just a favorite of mine, um, and that is why. I've put together this this selection here, and uh, I mean, not just uh, 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 my co-hosts here, uh, but anyone listening um, that watches this stuff, like, just know, like, the, the Kitaro rabbit hole is deep, as you can probably tell by me talking about all these different versions. Like, this is a big franchise, tons of material, and it's not, like, it's not intimidatingly large, um, I mean, it can be depending on you, who you are, but like, you know, the manga's out there, the 2018 anime is easy to find on Crunchyroll, and then there's fan subs of other stuff all over the internet. So, um, it's a really fun rabbit hole to dive into. And for as much, as many movies talking about yokai that we've done, it was like, we gotta give Kitaro its due. Um, and the cool thing about it, it being episodic and there being so much of it is like, this really does. Oh, like I wouldn't be opposed to doing a, a Kitaro episode every October. Like there's a lot you <laughs> yeah. can do and, and it's just a really fun thing to dive into. So we're going to start with Daikaiju. So obviously the title indicates it's a giant monster story, but there's other reasons that I picked this besides just that subject matter. Um, Daikaiju, uh, or the sea beast, as it's sometimes translated, um, is actually uh, Mizuki 
filing the serial numbers off of a Godzilla manga that he did in 1958 and rewriting it as a Kitaro story, almost to the T. Um, uh, that is so 1958. This means the only Godzilla stuff in existence, movie-wise, are the original movie and Godzilla Raids Again. So uh, uh, Shigeru Mizuki somehow lands this gig to do a Godzilla manga, and it's interesting because it, it Godzilla's not even in the title. It's called Monster Raban. Is it Raban? Yeah, Raban. I guess. Yeah. Um, I- I wonder if it was actually authorized at the time. Well, because, it's been republished, so like yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure now like Toho has to get involved. But if you look at the stuff that Mizuki started off with, like his first manga was something called Rocket Man, which is very transparently just Superman, except he's called Rocket Man. <laughs> uh, and then he did a he did a Plastic Man manga, which is very clearly just DC's Plastic Man. So. Um. Well, yeah, well, it, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, this is so old that you know. I don't know how much information is even out there as to how and why it came to be. But it's definitely nowadays it is authorized by Toho because it's been republished not only in Mizuki collections but on its own. Um, and uh, the idea is out. It is f- out there. Um. But uh, Monster Reban is basically um, uh, about these scientists that are trying to harvest Godzilla's blood because they feel like it will give them immortality. Um, And then uh, uh, one of the, the, the guys... One of the scientists injects the other guy in an attempt to kill him with the Godzilla... Blood is that right? Does that even make sense? I don't know. I haven't read it. You know, no. I'm just kind of going off of my own, you oh. know, memory of the synopsis. But, um, but uh, uh, point is, guy gets infected with Godzilla blood and starts turning into a Godzilla. Um, like so, it's it, it's like this body horror thing about a guy becoming a Godzilla monster called Raban. And then, you know, that leads into uh, the military making a, uh, a Raban 17, which is a me- mechanical doppelganger of Raban. This predates Mechanicong. It predates Mechagodzilla, um, and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, that's, like, the gist of, of the story. Like I said, I haven't read it. Kevin, has this been, has this had a fan translation? I don't think there's a fan translation. That's kind of this, weird because you, you'd think with Mizuki being such a big name, like this would have happened by now. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's a big name, but I don't know if he has a lot of like there. There's a following in kind of comics lit circles in the states, but like kind of general manga fans haven't really latched onto him as as hard. So well, they're the, they're the people that would be doing Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Godzilla fandom doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, they 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 don't seem to care as much about this stuff. But a really wild early Godzilla story, right? Like, I don't know. I would be all like that. Would be a cool movie to me. Like, hey, a guy's turning into a Godzilla. But you know, nineteen fifty eight. Like, I don't know. You know, 
you know, Godzilla wasn't what it is now, and, like, this is just one of those weird little one-off ideas that is just completely insane that somehow materialized. Well, a lot that would come up in the franchise, you know, decades later. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the predating Mecha Kong is the Raban 17. Um... So yeah, the, when uh, Mizuki was doing Kitaro, I guess this must be a story that he just really liked, and he was like, "Hey, I I don't know, like by the '60s, Godzilla was becoming more of a of a thing, um, and uh, yeah, the the he, he was like, I'm gonna do that again, and so then we get Daikaiju. Um, so uh, for this, I chose the 1968 version, which uh, runs uh, two episodes, um, uh, and uh, uh, fairly faithful to what I understand. Like I said, I don't know the ins and outs of Raban, which is why I was like, okay, this doesn't even make sense. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But the same thing, you know, someone injects Kitaro with this, the blood of this giant monster that's on this uh, like uh, faraway island. Um, uh, that's like terrorizing the locals and, you know, they want to study the blood and, um, they have Kataro kind of like escort them over there. Cause this, this monster is like, you know, a yokai basically. And, um, you know, the, the guy wants to take all the credit for everything. So he, he tries to kill Kitaro by injecting him with the blood. Kitaro himself turns into the sea monster and then uh, the military makes a uh, 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 in the in the in it's like iron uh, something um, in in the 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 Kitaro version. It's not like a mechanical um, Kitaro or anything, but it's it's a mechanical monster that has to fight him. And you know, as he has to turn back into himself, um, in a. a the one element that I said of, because uh, this has been adapted three times, the one important element that relates to kaiju stuff is the the mechanical monster that fights Kitaro in his kaiju form is only in the manga and in the 68 version. So it was like, gotta choose the 68 for this. Um, uh, the 1985 anime, I was able to find... It's like, but it's like each up. It's it also runs two episodes, but like whoever ripped it, it's like a VHS rip. It is subtitled, but it's a VHS rip that like the first like five to ten minutes are missing from both episodes, and then the the ninety six anime film uh, is subtitled and on the internet. Um, but yeah, I had to choose a sixty eight for this one. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, I guess we can just talk about how we feel about this this story. I mean. Um, uh, uh, I think uh, I'll start with, I think of all of them, this is the one Tom was probably the coldest on. So I'll, yeah, I'll start with Tom and asking, you know, what are your, how do you feel about this, this one, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was fun and it was cute and, uh, I liked it and I could definitely see like right just from watching this. I was like, this has potential, and this is something that I think I could really like. I, I I dig the vibe, 
you know, the, 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 the character interactions. Um, <clears throat> and I understood this, this was one where it felt like I understood why this was being chosen for, for this podcast. Um, but I wondered if it was the best, even among this 68 one, you yeah, know, pro- kinda probably like, not, you know? Yeah. I was just kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like, it's fine. It just, you know, uh, there's obvious reasons why you would want to talk about it on Kaiju transmissions, but, but at the same time, you know, then there, there I am kind of thinking, are, are Kaiju really yokai? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Oh, you're going to be that. You were that guy. I'm not going to yeah. be that guy though. But no, it just it didn't it didn't have like that kind of like um, I'll say more spiritual kind of feel to it, um, more supernatural kind of feel mm-hmm. to it, and I maybe that was part of the fun of this one in context because everything else does have that and then yeah. you got one this is that, more of a deviation yeah. into sci-fi yeah you know kind of monster um, stuff but even on top of that like i like i liked it and i thought it was fun and 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 cool uh but there's just the animation's not always the most fluid um there's there's definitely times where it's it's very it's very blocky and 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 stodgy and and kind of stilted and so and i and as much as i recognized and enjoyed hearing uh mazako nazawa's voice the the overall effect was me kind of sitting there going hmm okay what else you got for me kataro was anime typically black and white still by 68 Kevin, uh, a lot of it was okay. Uh, you know, like another another yokai thing um, that was a, a little later was uh, was Dororo, and right. that was black and white. Um, but there also had been some like Speed Racer was in color, and that was before that. Um, but it was it was kind of a transitionary yeah. period then. Okay. Um. Uh, Lux, you have been like devouring Kataro like way outside of like you've been doing extra credit in addition to the assignment. Um, so you know, having be, I mean, aside from me and Kevin at this point, you're like you're pretty well versed. Uh, so I mean, what did you think of this earlier version and this this storyline? Of the homework that you gave us, this was the first one I watched and. I'm kind of like Tom. It's like this being the first thing I watched of it. I I understand why you picked it for the podcast because this is very much in line with, you know, what the podcast is about. It's a, it's a kaiju story. Um, it really does in story and presentation kind of stand out apart from like all the other Kitaro stuff I've watched so far. Um, but I still really enjoyed what I saw. Uh, like Tom, the the age of the animation was a little bit off-putting at times, and the way it was presented was very um, like if you've ever seen like the old like fifties Superman mm-hmm. black and white cartoons. It's very much akin to that. Like this, it feels like the story was going like a million miles an hour, um, and uh, and it's, it's it it just felt like not natural at times. 
especially with the villain character of it. It's just, he's so like lawfully evil <laughs> for like the entire thing that his, uh, his turnaround <laughs> at the end doesn't feel earned at all. Um, yeah, it's, I think the story itself that was really awesome. And, um, it definitely got me interested in Kitaro. I, I liked the stuff from Kitaro that was in it. Like, you know, all the extra characters that are part of his gang that aren't really in this story, but you know, it's, it's, we still see them a little bit as he comes back to Japan and he's not like being the sea monster out at sea the whole time. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, but of what I've watched, it probably is my least favorite being Kitaro. Fair. Um, Kevin, you're probably like the biggest Kitaro veteran here. Um, had you seen this before? Um, what are your thoughts and so on and so forth? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I watched this, uh, just as a point of comparison when I watched the, uh, the movie version of this story when I was, uh, writing the book. Uh, and I mean, I think that, you know, the main advantage here is again, the, uh, the, the Mecca Zuglodon, uh, just not being in the, in the movie version. Uh, this, this is very, uh, close to the, um, to, to what's in, um, Kaiju, Raban in terms of, uh, generally the, the storyline, and I do kind of wonder how much of it was recycled into Katara specifically because, you know, um, the kaiju stuff was taking off in Japan. Uh, you know, the, the first version of this manga was in 64, and then it was redone in 66. Uh, and uh, in each one is a little bit different than, than the others, but uh, they're, they're very close, generally speaking, you know. Aside from having Kitaro instead of the main uh, character of, of Raban, who's like winds up actually being brothers with the guy that injects him. So, yeah the the mon I, the monster is pretty cool too. Um, it's like a giant like bipedal whale that's like covered in hair, and um, at least like when a gorilla whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it you is go. literally a gorilla whale. Um, and like when Kitaro is is the monster, he shoots like a hair, like a hair beam, like when he's being attacked by the tanks and stuff that like covers everything in hair. I wonder if uh, Gihara like maybe took some some notes from that. I always I, I was thinking that when I was watching it. Um, in the manga, apparently, from what I was looking at, it, it's more of a straightforward, like giant whale thing, um, and uh, it looks it, it looks almost suspiciously like uh, the whale god monster from the the Daie film. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this uh, this is really. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with 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 the rest of you in that like. It's fun kaiju Saturday morning cartoon kind of stuff, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if this was like the first thing you watched, I'd say those reactions are pretty normal. Like, oh, it's fine, it's fun, it's it's light, it's fluffy, it's it's entertaining. But okay, like, what else you got? 
Um, 60s anime is just rough as a rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I was actually having kind of a hard time choosing between to do the 60s Yokai War or the 60s Daikaiju, but then when I realized the 60s Daikaiju is the only one that had the mechanical uh, uh, doppelganger uh, fighting him, I was that, that like kind of settled it for me. Um, do they all have the... Um the casual usage of nuclear weapons? I don't know. <laughs> I do remember uh, in the, the 90s movie, and it's just been so long. Yeah. Uh, do they all have the casual racism? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, I that That is present in the manga, so... It's real bad. Um, yeah, that one's... Probably a little going to be a little more consistent, just because anime can be like that. <laughs> um, Let's just say that its depiction of the uh, island natives is very much what H.P. Uh, Lovecraft would have imagined. <laughs> <the island natives laughs> <would go. laughs> um. So, well, anyway, I don't know. I mean, there's Daikaiju. It's it's fun. It's got uh, its origins trace back to. The Godzilla franchise, and um, man, I, I mean, I can't help but just think like I'm weird. Like, how rad would it be to see like this weird kind of spinoff Godzilla of a Godzilla movie where like a guy's turning into a Godzilla? It's a cool concept. I really like the concept. It just is so far removed from everything else we're about to talk about. Yep. Well, yeah, and and like Tom was saying, like I mean, if you if you were watching, uh, uh, you know the series the novelty of this would be oh it's a science fiction story it's a kaiju story but you know for this being like an isolated thing we're watching it's like oh this just seems like a bunch of stuff we've already seen but in the context of kitaro it's unique um so i don't know do we want to give ratings for these like i don't know how many uh puked up monster hairs <laughs> do you want do you give it out of out of out of five? I'll do a three. I'm also gonna give this one a three. Make okay. that three for I'll, three. I'll, I'll go a two and a half. Oh dang Kevin with the upset. Doesn't happen often. Um Alright, so Next one, we can we can move on to our next one, which is Great Yokai War. We've already established the relevance of this story, um, not only in it influencing and like literally like being like ripped off for some movies that we love, but um, October. You got uh, so the original version of the Great Yokai War um, is about the Western Yokai. They call them. Um, which are Dracula, the Frankenstein monster, the Wolfman, and a witch. Just, I don't know, just what you'd think of as your typical Western witch character. Um, uh, The setup for this story is that um, these uh, Western yokai are invading this island, and this this boy from this island uh, comes to Kitaro and the gang and is like, hey, these really, like strong, powerful Western yokai are like, you know, they're enslaving us and, you know, they're, they're taking over our home and, um, 
uh, help, you know, gather, gather, the, gather your crew and, and come help. Um, and, uh, so earlier I had mentioned Mizuki's war experience and his view of not only the Japanese, uh, and how he had a very sour view of them, but also of America. Um, and uh, part of his uh, talent as someone who was making this, you know, family-friendly entertainment was to inject, like, little things that, if you don't notice it, hey, you're watching a cool monster story. If you notice it, you are able to pick up on some subtext and more political stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I mentioned he was not trusting of the American occupation, even though he viewed Imperial Japan as you know, this cancerous thing. Um, also take note of when, uh, this story was written, you know, in the sixties at the time of, uh, the Vietnam war, which he was very much against. Um, and he viewed America as really just like these big, like kind of bullies that are interfering in this foreign place that they don't belong. Um, and that is very much what the Western yokai are representing, um, and there is a reason he chose Western monsters, um, for this storyline. And there is a reason the boy that helps Kitaro is wearing one of those, um, I don't, I forget what their, the actual term is, but the, the same hats that, you know, the Viet Cong wore, um, there, and that's all very intentional. Um, anyway, so yeah, you, you, and obviously, I am not going to say no to Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and a, uh, and, and a witch in uh, uh, a yokai story. I'm just not. I'm not. So, um, moving past the uh, 60s, this was, uh, this was not adapted for the 70s version, uh, which I couldn't find much of anyway. Um, but we do have the 1985 anime movie, which is, uh, I mean, short movie. Um, I'm going to lean on... Tom and Kevin, because they probably have a better idea of this, uh, but these were movies that were part of, like, theatrical packages, right? Because I know, I know we were talking about a different movie that was released with a, 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 some Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah, I mean, these are Matsuri Festival films. Okay, basically, okay, yeah, so, basically Matsuri Festival stuff. Yeah. Same concept. So, so yeah, you're just, you're, you're buying a, a ticket, comes out on like a, a double or triple or quadruple bill uh, to go plop your kids in a movie theater while they're on summer break or spring break or winter break and uh, get them out of your house for for a bit and um, you know for the for the that's the the selling point for families and then the reason that the the studios were doing it is it's you know it's like advertising your own product it's uh hey kids come come to the theater and meanwhile it's like don't you want to watch the rest of this show that's on every day at whatever time and don't you want to watch all of this show that's right after it or right before it or whatever and buy the merch and all of those things um and so yeah it's it's i mean this one though is like 
this is short even for a Matsuri film. Like, yeah, it, it, like it's it's pretty much just like an episode of the show. Like, it's, yeah, it's like forty minutes. So was that, I know was there was this was this the forty minute one or was no? It, I yeah. thought this was the twenty five minute one. Phantom no, Train. Okay, Phantom Phantom Train's the the twenty five minute one. Okay, um, yeah, and this played with. Uh, a, a Kanikuman thing. So Kanikuman's like a, a superhero wrestler. Uh, Captain Tsubasa, which is a, a soccer anime. And then uh, Flashman, which is a Super Sentai. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the rest of the story, though, is Kataro and the crew have to basically go help liberate this little island community from these, you know, basically the, the universal monsters. Um uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I know we're all familiar with the Daie spook warfare and great yokai war movies, um, and uh, uh, but this is like going back to the source. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so well for us watching this as or maybe just me, uh, possibly uh, Lux and I, this is the first introduction to uh backbeard yep. is yeah backbeard is the one that's kind of ordering the western monsters around more who is uh, apparently one of like is this a, a this is like a, a recurrent kitaro antagonist who is considered like one of kitaro's greatest like like nemeses or something is that is that accurate cuz I, I think that that is accurate, although I think it might just be mostly from this story being told over and over again. And like, so like the Great Yokai War arc in the 2018 anime goes on for like several episodes. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think Backbeard is probably the most well known antagonist. Uh, you know, maybe the second one would be. Narayan, maybe? No, yeah, Narayan. Yeah, I was going to say that I, in my extra <laughs> extra credit homework I did, I, I watched um, a couple uh, dubbed movies uh, that are like the only English dubs of anything, Kitaro, I think, um, that were done by this guy named William Winkler. And he's done a bunch of work in um, with like... Uh, the English uh, English versions of like uh, Ultraman, uh, some modern Ultraman stuff, like in the uh, in the the twenty uh, tens, and um, he's brought over a bunch of like these compilation movies of anime, and um, he did the same thing here, except it never came over to the U.S. He just did the dub. It only went over to Japan and only showed there, and it's only available in Japan. So it's kind of rare and. Um, I, I, in those uh, things that I saw, there were just uh, collections, like compilations of like specific stories within what is the '90s anime. Um, it had uh, the Nura Nurayaran, or however you say it, as the main villain, but Backbeard is also there as well. So it's like he's also like an ever-present threat that's kind of like in the background. So he's not just part of these yokai war arcs. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what did you guys think of this uh, movie, quote-unquote? I loved this one. This one was just speaking my language in all the ways, right? Just from, I mean, yes, we are in October, and what a great time to watch something with some Dracula and and Frankenstein and like I think for a, a Japanese or even just in general like in in any other culture uh, interpretation of those characters there there's a lot of things about them that are gotten quite right and so that's it's fun to see like a an eastern culture interpretation of those characters uh, that that that's like was really cool, and the I mean, again, this is a Matsuri film, so uh, maybe it's it's being given a, a better animation house or you know team working on it, and maybe a little bit more extra money compared to some of the show. But like watching this, I was like, oh, this is the this is the Kitaro that I like want to watch all of like this was the one that just kind of really jumped out to me and spoke to me and then also you know learning that this is the one where uh uh no this is not the one where nishio directed any of or no it is it isn't it is not this particular movie but like the 80 directed the 85 series that this is a tie-in i I think he did some stuff for or or maybe a different movie from this run he directed the 96 stuff this was i just wanted to track down but we couldn't track it down the fourth movie because that premiered along with uh one of the dragon ball movies but still this was like this was very much speaking my language in terms of just it it was just so well animated, so fun. Uh this felt like to me this felt a lot like the kind of thing that you really want to throw on around this time of year like along with your I, I don't know like pick your favorite Halloween specials of uh, like Great Pumpkin stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mad Monster um, Party, you know. And it's just like a quick, fun Halloween hit. I really liked it a lot. Nice. Um, Lux, what about you? God, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just like Tom. This is where I really, this is where I, I got on the Kitaro train. I'm fully Kitaro pilled. Um, I adore this movie everything about it it is exactly my jam when it comes to uh to uh anime and like shonen style anime um it's beautiful animation i love the way the uh the western monsters and the eastern yokai uh interact um the comedy is exceptional um and the story itself is it's just really cool i think of the 40 minutes there was not a single minute of it i was not entertained it was just absolutely awesome and this would be the thing that i would recommend for like anybody new to kitaro to be the first thing that they watch um to go back again to like 
80s Kitaro and uh, like uh, with uh, Nishio being involved with like another one of the movies here in the 80s. Um, again, I watched the, those those compilation movies of the 90s, and you can really see Nishio in those those 90s movie compilations. It felt a lot like you know Dragon Ball and stuff. And you can still, even though Nishio didn't do this movie, uh, you can really feel like some of like that 80s like Dragon Ball style animation. It's just fun, uh, very fluid. And I don't know. I just adore it. All right. Um, Kevin, what about you? Yeah, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised in that, like the, I, I did feel like the animation was a big step up, uh, from the, from the nineties movie, uh, because I, I watched these in non-chronological order, like a savage. Uh, and, uh, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how good this looked and, uh, really kind of liked the, like the vibe of it, um, felt very similar to some of the other, um, like one of the Ranma movies that gave me a similar vibe to just with them, you know, going off to an Island somewhere to, to fight the various colorful, uh, enemies and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I dug it. Yeah, no, this, I, I agree. It has the 80s anime look to it that I really like. And um, this was actually the first time I'd seen this version of it. I'd seen the 2018 version of Great Yokai War, which is good, but like it, I think the only like Western monster that's really recognizable is like there's the wolf man in there, but then the rest are like, you know, you have Backbeard and, you know, you, know, you don't have Dracula, you don't have your Frankenstein, like... Um, and I'd seen the 68 version, which is, you know, I mean, it's similar to the, the the Daikaiju one. It's more old and crude, and 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 this is like, uh, this this really does feel like, you know, more um, modern and more uh, like like I said, it has that old school anime aesthetic to it that I really like. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with, I agree that this is like, you know, uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, what do I watch first? Um, cause we're kind of just like reviewing in chronological order. Like if you have like one thing to watch is like the very first thing you ever watch from Kataro, like this, this, this would be a good choice. Um, especially if you're kind of familiar with like the other great yokai war stuff that we talked about, like this is like, Kind of giving you a glimpse of, you know, the original storyline from the the '60s manga, put into you know this cool '80s anime, and and a lot of that stuff is still there. You know, the 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 kid with the Viet Cong hat, like a lot of those original elements from from the the manga carry over into this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a good time, and like this is the prime time of year to to put this on it's like it's a quick watch um like uh i think i think like i don't know you can find it online i think on like internet archive or you know if there's probably a lot of anime like torrent sites maybe it's out there um and i i would be happy to help if anyone you know needed help finding it um but yeah no this is just a great time you know uh um and yeah, like like uh, one of you mentioned like the 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 humor in this really lands. Like there is some really great stuff. Um any interaction between Ratman and the western monsters is great. Um 
you know, especially like, you know, Dracula, like telling him like what a piece of shit he is, like stuff <laughs> like that is awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. This is a really good time. This is like top tier Kitaro. And, um, and you got your universal monsters in there too. So like, it's, it's one of those things that's like, how can you go wrong? Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I just love, love this movie. And like I said, it's a quick watch, you know, it's 40 minutes, you know, that's shorter than most TV episodes these days. Um, but yeah, great animation, great, you know, use of color and, you know, backgrounds and, and like, uh, just really good stuff for October. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what do you, I guess we can rate this, uh, you know, how many, uh, uh, unsubtle Viet Cong allegories do you give this, <laughs> you know, out of five? Uh, I'll go first. I'll give it a, uh, uh, four pieces of background music that sounds suspiciously similar to the ET theme. <laughs> out of the I noticed that too. <laughs> And and like it, it like the first time I heard it, I was like, "That sounds like something." And then the second, and and I and I was like, "It's not, this is very John Williams esque." And then the second time, I was like, "Yeah, that, that is the ET motif." Um. Uh, Tom, what about you? Uh, I just had so much fun with this, and it's such a great quick hit. I think. If I were going to give it a five, I think it would just have to be a little more, just a little more complete kind of unto itself. Like if you, if you added maybe five to 15 minutes of just maybe like a little more context at the beginning of this and made it, you know, more of a kind of traditional like movie, which I know like none of the Matsuri stuff was, but still, if you, if you went that next step and did that, I think this would be a five out of five, but I'll give it a very strong four and a half out of five. All right. Uh, Lux, where are you at? Tom took the words out of my mouth. Um, If this would have had maybe like another five to 10 minutes of just something a little bit more cohesive to make it feel like, you know, an actual like full like movie experience instead of just one of these, short Matsuri things, uh, easy five out of five for me, but, uh, I'm going to end up giving it uh four and a half out of five. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I think on letterboxd, I gave it a four, but the more I'm talking about it, I'm talking myself into a four and a half. So, um, that's what I'm sticking with. So next up, uh, we have a sort of rehash of Yokai war, but also smashed in with another classic, uh, Kitaro story, which is the Ghost Train. That's from uh, the 1997 uh, film, which is is really just like an episode of the show. It's like 20, 25, 26 minutes or something. Um, yeah, the, the kind of story of that is you do have the Western Yokai back. Same, uh, same four. Uh, you got the Witch, the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein... Um, only instead of trying to take over this island, they have hijacked the Phantom Train, which is basically, 
the yokai train, and um, they're trying to. I was a little unclear on this. <laughs> they were like trying to like send it to hell or something. What were they? Where were they? What were they doing? It looked like they were I trying they to were send just joyriding like, it around, and King Yemma wanted it back in hell. I, no, I, I, a, I think that is true. They wanted to. Uh, they were trying to get Kitaro to come to the train because they wanted to put Kitaro in the Kohler and get like yokai coal because it was the only way they could get the train to travel to like some. They call it like the black place or the dark, yeah, the dark place or something. Yeah, and and when they reach this dark dimension, they're gonna just you know unleash something upon the world, which would destroy the world. I guess I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a little unclear, but yeah, they they turn they do end up turning Kitaro into coal, and then like they figure out that the train has like a uh, a time travel function. (laughs) So there's time travel hijinks as well. like I said, even though it is a rehash, it was more of the, you know, your your classic monsters with the yokai and I was like I need a I need I need to pick something to be a representative of 90s Kitaro and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll do this one. Uh it's out there, it's subtitled and it's got these uh the classic monsters and um yeah, this one is uh, like I said, this one has less, a little bit less, because I mean, we talked about one two-parter and one forty-minute movie, and this one is it really is just like twenty-some minute episode of the show. Just it was shown theatrically. Um, still a good time, though. I mean, I, I it was still fun. Um, uh, I don't think it's quite as good as uh, Great Yokai War, but um, um, but still, I mean. Uh, it, it's still like really enjoyable. I don't know how how did how did you guys feel about it? I feel like this could have been like way more than it is. Um, I I was a little bit let down by the length mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think if it had been the same length as uh, Yokai War, around forty minutes, it could have been a yeah, it could have been a real. If- banger yeah if they really explored like exactly what this dark dimension is if they had actually like succeeded in that plan and unleashed some you know big monster that uh kitaro has to fight that might have been something more interesting sort of like you know the conclusion of yokai war when he fights backbeard um but we just don't get that and and all the interactions that we get with the western monsters in this are played they're still played on the comical side but sometimes in the not so funny way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just it ends up feeling a little bit just off color and dated, and it doesn't really have as much of the same charm as a lot of the other Kitaro stuff I've watched. It's weird. This one feels more eighties, but it was <laughs> it was nineties. The eighties one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's all very, uh, uh, rational criticism. Um, uh, I, again, this is one I hadn't seen before. Um, Kevin, what about you? Where were, where were you on, uh, the phantom train? Yeah, I, I was, I was, uh, cooler on this one than I was on the, the previous one. Um, there were, there were bits of the, of the choreography that I, I liked, you know, when they're, you know, kind of battling through the train and I like this stuff with the uh, Dracula, but, uh, 
and then the witch was was good also but um you know just kind of in general it felt very kind of you know this is this is a this is a monster movie i'm here to you know i'm here to see my my cutie honey flick and um my health teacher Nube flick and then this is here too that sort of <laughs> <laughs> um I like this one I think a little bit better than than the rest of you know than 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 Lux and Kevin uh but I do agree like it's just so thin and it's there's there is too much going on for how short it is yeah. right for it to for it to actually look at anything it's a really interesting one to look at though because uh now i don't know how to what extent this maybe does or does not happen in the other series because we only just watched these like one representative small little thing from them but i feel like you see more and more as we're going along of Kitaro kind of becoming like a, a superhero almost like with powers and abilities. And that kind of comes more to the forefront in this one than it has in the others so far where he has, you know, kind of the ability to interact with the yokai world in the other stuff which is um you know not something everyone can do because blah 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 not everyone can see yokai that there's a you know whatever and so that's what makes him you know kind of interesting and valuable whatever and he's he's kind of more like like kitaro and his crew in the stuff we see up to this point they're a little bit more like um like the ultra Q team where they're always kind of kind of around and seeing this like crazy sci-fi stuff going on, but they're not like superheroes, like punching things. Uh, whereas as it's, as it goes further, at least what, what we've seen in this little bit of homework that we, that we did for this, it becomes more like he's the, he's the ultra, right? Like he, he has powers and abilities and he's fighting these things like hand to hand and stuff. Um, so I thought that was like, just kind of an interesting kind of seeing the transition of where the character is, is how the character evolves over time. Um, but, uh, you know, still really fun seeing all the Western Kaiju in this or Kaiju. Um, (laughs) Is, is Dracula a kaiju? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the Western, the Western, you know, Universal monsters, and I still had fun with it. Yeah. From what I understand, the original like Kakaba no Kitaro stuff in the early '60s was more along the lines of like a an Ultra Q slash Twilight Zone, like little creepy stories type of thing, and uh, more on the horror side. Whereas when it transitioned to Gegege no Kitaro and started being published in uh, Shonen Magazine. Uh, then it started becoming more of a, show, a Shonen story. He started getting the powers, becoming a superhero, and we started getting those those Monster of the Week type of stories. Speaking of character transitions, uh, I'm on the, the Wikipedia page for this movie, and the first paragraph... The final line is another feature of this work is the depiction of the cat girl's panty shots. 
Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we we could go on a whole tangent about how like she changed from the original version all the way to the 2018 version, but we, I don't think we need to do that. Yeah, she definitely. They definitely uh, start appealing to a certain demographic <laughs> as, as the <laughs> with e- more and more with each version. Um, that is, uh, unfortunate, but, uh, uh, hey, I like Catgirl in any version. She, she's cool. Oh yeah. I love Catgirl. She's great. It's just, uh, the way she's depicted is becoming more problematic with each version. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's off-putting. Um, so yeah. What, what do you guys give the Yokai Express Phantom Train, uh, film from 1997 how many oh we forgot to mention uh uh the witch in this gets defeated uh by Ratman letting go of a fart that he has been holding in for a week so if you ever wanted to know if that's something that would repel a witch now you know so how many how many uh how many week-long farts do you Give this out of five. If I had to pick something from the nineties, I, I would not pick this one for Kitaro. Um, having done extra credit, I think even though the dub is a little bit weird, I would probably recommend if anybody's wanting to see nineties Kitaro to go track down what I saw these these William Winkler dubs, the the two compilation movies. You can find them on uh, Internet Archive. Okay. And um, there's some really cool stuff in there. There's like one episode that's straight up like speed racers slash wacky races. And it's with, it has like Frankenstein's monsters driving one of them and uh, the Western witch and Backbeard. And they're all doing this race. It's really, (laughs) (laughs) so I really recommend go watch that instead. There's some really cool stuff there. This though, it's just kind of disappointing. I think, um, the, the humor doesn't really nail with me. Some of the scenes are cool. Some of the animation is cool and some isn't. I don't know. It's just kind of the middle of the road for me when it comes to Kitaro. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, it's, uh, it's fun, but not, uh, it's not like the all timer that, um, some of the 2018 stuff I really like or the, uh, you know, the, the, the 80s great yokai war movie um so i'm but i am a little warmer on it than than some of you so i'm i'm gonna give it a three and a half um kevin where are you at uh i think i'm also at a at a three and a half um in that you know i i don't i i I wasn't quite as a you know off put by it uh, as, I, as it was by the the, the 60s show in terms of just you know the animation was was nice but it also didn't there wasn't much to really like blow me away with it uh, again yeah if, if we were to pick something from the from the 90s to, to do this all over again you know maybe the uh, the uh, ghost night game movie because um, that would be a, another story that we've haven't haven't visited and um, yeah, even for the uh, for the Phantom Train, um, Mamoru Hosoda did a short. Uh, granted, it was a CGI thing, um, but I think that that's that would be interesting, just in terms of because he is a director of such prestige. You know, having gone on to 
you know, direct summer wars and wolf children and, and, um, bell and, and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, seeing, uh, early work from him is, uh, maybe interesting on that front. Okay. Um, yeah, and, Tom, where are you at? On yeah, I had, I had fun with this. I had a good time with it. Uh, I'll give it three and a half. Uh, Ratman being sexually assaulted by a witch. <laughs> All right. So now we go into uh, the version I have the most experience with, which is the 2018 version. Like I said, I was watching this as it was on for quite a while. And, um, you know, it was just the right show at the right time for me when it came out. Just a lot of fun. Um, and I chose uh, the first episode. Like I said, I wanted a really solid pilot episode in here to be like, okay, here's here's your here's an introductory episode to Kitaro. That's assuming you don't know anything. Um, so I chose that, and uh, I chose episode nine. Um, episode one is about. Uh, it all starts when there's this obnoxious. For a YouTuber acting a damn fool in Japan, um, if that sounds familiar, <laughs> um, and he has unleashed this uh, this yokai um, that is uh, turning everyone into trees, and um, uh, Kataro uh, and his crew get wind of this by um, some some school kids. Um, that uh, uh, here that if they leave a letter in what is called the yokai mailbox, they can get help from yokai, and of course that goes to Kataro and his friends, and they're like, "Oh, hey, this sounds like a problem." Um, and so uh, uh, they have to go and find this yokai and make everyone turn back into people. Episode nine is about uh, a greedy um, software company or IT company that uh, has just uh, had all of its staff quit because, you know, uh, the pay is low, the hours are, are insane, and um, uh, uh, Ratman brings them a kappa to work for cucumbers because it is cheap. And he sees this as a business venture where he can get paid uh, as an ally to this company if he keeps bringing them Kappa to work. And so there you have kind of, you know, your little social commentary on, uh, uh, you know, the, the oppressive work culture in Japan uh, and worker exploitation and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, those are the two episodes I picked just because they're really simple, really solid. Um, and, uh, uh, you have a good intro and then just a good kind of one-off kind of, uh, episode that follows the, uh, the Kataro formula in, in a really fun way. Um, this one's really interesting too, though, because, uh, you, you could have told me that it was like the second episode and I would have believed you because the way the episode starts is Kitaro and his crew are being like overloaded with letters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from that, from that mailbox due to their success. And, uh, you know, like the first episode is the one where like Kitaro is kind of introduced to the world in a way. And, you know, it's through that letters thing too is like, and you could see this being like, Oh, now everyone knows about the letters and it's like, there's some good humor at the, at the outset then with like people being like, Kataro, can you help me like 
my rice is sticky. I forget what the exact one. That, that's are, a funny like, scene. There's another one that said where someone wrote in like it burns when I pee. Is this because of a yokai or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how Ratman actually gets involved in the plot, though, is he's kind of picking up these letters and seeing like, oh, these people are like, if they want to blame a yokai, like I'll go and fix the problem that doesn't even have a yokai in it and I'll make money off of it. And he goes to help some little girl who writes in that, like her dad has been very distant and obsessed with work. And is this like a, a work yokai that's like possessing him or something. And, um, that's how he like just ends up realizing that the dad who's like the boss of the company is just a workaholic and a jerk. And he's like, oh, I bet I can make money off of him anyway by selling him kappa to work for cucumbers. <laughs> and then the kappa start doing, uh, what is the term? They pull out what's basically like the soul from people's butts, which out of everything we've watched with the kappa is actually like the most true to like, the more horrific de- original classic depictions of Kappa, because I think it's like they do like they reach up your ass and like pull like eat your soul or something like it's your Shirikodama. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so the the where that comes from. I don't know if you've ever spoken about that on on here. Maybe you have, but but where that comes from is Kappa are considered water demons, water yokai who drown people and when you find a possible trigger warning here for some uh you know rather disgusting uh depiction uh, descriptions of dead people by the way um when you like pull up a dead body from the river apparently very often because of the 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 water content that that goes into the person and what water does to a human body it like distends your anus out of your body and your intestines out of your anus that's disgusting thank you (laughs) and and so people like you know in the in the hundreds people needed a story for like why that would happen rather than knowing you know, scientifically what water kind of does to a human body. And so they said, ah, when the Kappa drags you down to, to drown you, the reason it's doing that is because it wants this special bead called the Shirikodama that's inside your butt. And when it pulls that out, which the Shirikodama has your soul and, or is equivalent to the Buddhist Buddhist, uh, wishing jewel, which, um, Buddhists kind of believe that like you can wish on a, it's like a dragon ball basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, when they pull it out, they do so, so violently that it rips your guts out with it and kills you. Um, this being a kid's show, <laughs> they really leave that a lot more kind of unclear. And they basically just kind of say like, when you pull out someone's, uh, anal soul it just <laughs> leaves them like lethargic and not really wanting to do anything well thank you for that history lesson uh it was gross but informative um 
but yeah, I, I think these two episodes do kind of capture the the vibe of the 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 most recent uh, uh, anime. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's little like I mentioned, you know, stuff about the work culture. You know, the first episode is you know uh, everything happens because of this social media influencer who's being an idiot. Um, so yeah, it, it's keeping up with you know having some kind of modern social. Uh, relevance and and stuff that you know it brings up which you know is something that you know shows for kids and stuff don't always do um but yeah i i uh i i this is the version that i would say like yeah if you're gonna pick like one series to go through like the 2018 version, I really, really like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. How how did the re- how do you, the rest of you guys feel the the this version, you know, uh, uh, stacks up with everything else we've talked about so far? Kevin, go ahead. Uh, I mean. So I, I, I'm coming from a slightly different place just because I've seen a bunch more episodes, and I, I do think that these... Did you finish just, it? No. I, <laughs> okay. I did not watch all 97 episodes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that, you know, from what I've seen, like, I'm more imp- most impressed with the 80s version, but mm-hmm. I do like how they are modernizing for... Uh, for the 2018 version. And I think every version is, you know, they, they do different things to, to modernize. Uh, so these, these episodes being not just rehashes of stories we've seen before. I, I do like, uh, it's also, uh, you know, this, this show has the addition of a, of a human cast member that's yep. kind of recurring. Uh, so that's a nice touch. Yeah. Is it Maya? What's, what's her name? Mana. Mana. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's um but yeah, I mean particularly that that opening uh episode by by doing something specifically, you know, mocking the the whole like Logan Paul scandal, that was what really caught my attention. It's like, oh, they're 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 bringing it into the new century so to speak with mm-hmm. this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was like like I said, like when we were talking about it at G Fest or you know, however many years ago, that was like the hook for me was like, I gotta see this, <laughs> and it didn't disappoint. You know, um, uh, Tom, what do you think about the the 2018 Kitaro? I loved this. Like, I would absolutely watch the rest of this in a better world where I have the time to do so. <laughs> um, do you have Crunchyroll? It's on Crunchyroll. But uh, it's just like a great blend of everything I liked about all of the earlier versions of this that, that we watched. You know, it's got the humor on point. It's got social, social messaging. It's got the, the, the spooky yokai part of it down. Um, I... I, I absolutely loved this. I loved, you know, office full of kappa, a million, a million kappa and a million typewriters <laughs> <laughs> writing the next great novel. Um, 
but no, that was that was so good. Um, I, uh, I I just this like was delightful to watch. Uh, Kappa's pulling out. Basically, Kappa's telling you that your job sucks. They don't pay you enough, and so you should rip your boss's soul out of his anus and quit. <laughs> speaks to me um yeah i mean uh, i think we know where lux we we like got lux addicted to the show <laughs> so yeah uh lux you can speak free freely yeah i started uh watching this one uh, like the day before yesterday and um yeah i've already watched the first 12 episodes <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to finish all 97 of these very quickly. Um, yeah, I adore this show. Um, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And if you have Crunchyroll or you have the option to find this version, uh, since it seems to be the easiest thing to find, absolutely watch this. Yep. It is so damn good. Um, the episodes that we were watched as homework, the first one I thought is a really good introduction to, um, all of the characters of Kitaro, his his graveyard gang, and um, as well as our human cast, which is Mana and a few other people. And um, as we progress through the show, we do get to see more of Mana as she becomes entwined with Kitaro and her gang. Um, and I think the cap episode is episode nine. I also really love this episode, and like Tom said, it really does speak to you. It has this great anti-capitalist feel to it, this uh, this feeling of, well, why am I doing all this work when I can just be happy just living a normal life and just having the bare minimum that I need without all of that work that just is just giving me extra that's just stress. I'm just going to go pull the magical spirit beat out of my boss's asshole. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I really, I really liked that episode as well. Um, I've liked all the episodes. There's actually a little bit of everything here, I think, um, especially in the first twelve episodes. Um, it gives you there's some of it that is a lot like the older um, Kitaro, I would assume. Uh, like another one of my favorite episodes is uh, a Ghost Train episode, except it is more like a Twilight Zone episode, and it feels very outside of it because Kitaro is like barely in it. Um, Showing this like uh, this CEO of a company who's just a total asshole treats all of his employees like shit and bullies all of them. Um, getting onto a uh, ghost train, and as the episode progresses, he realizes that all of the other passengers on the train are people that used to work for them who are all like now dead. And that the train is actually heading to hell. And Kitaro is like, yes, this train is going to hell because you were a bastard in life and you're <laughs> dead now. And then, so it's like, whoa, this episode's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a, they, 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 I mean, you don't necessarily see it in these two episodes, but like the, some of the episodes actually get like kind of heavy. Um, yeah. There's um, one. There's another one. There's, there's this one that's like, uh, there's a pet cat that doesn't realize that it's a yoga. Yeah, yep. And oh my lord, I was I, crying at the yeah, end of that episode. I remember that one. And then there's there's another one that like there's a yokai that has like a a dead child. Um that uh we we've seen that one in like some of the movies that you know, the live action Katakawa films and stuff, but like that's in an episode like they 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 aren't afraid to like get 
heavy or like downbeat when they want to. Um, like, you know, these two episodes I picked are more, uh, you know, upbeat and light, but there are, there, there are ones that have, you know, you know, sometimes some of the yokai that they have to go and settle a conflict with are like these tragic creatures and, and some of them are, are very sad, but, um, but that's just, that's just another thing that's cool about this show though. If you're looking for like uh, more of the the shonen thing and and fighting kaiju, um, the last couple I watched, like episodes eleven and twelve, are a two parter. Literally, a giant a giant a kaiju shows up in Tokyo and destroys a big part of Tokyo, and the the team are trying to take down uh, an army of tanuki who are taking over the government and have this <laughs> kaiju. It's absolutely awesome. Um, I've looked through some of the episode titles, and I do see that the later in the series it does do like a whole arc that is with Backbeard and a yokai war. So yep. it looks like they, they yep. adapted that. Story. Yeah, that's the great yokai war that um, they did. And yeah. then later on, it, the, the other uh, villain, the main villain, shows up that uh, New Rory on, or however you say it, and there's a second yokai war. So there are some big arcs, it looks like, later in the series, yep. but it's also made up of a lot of these little, like, cool one, one-shot episodes. Yeah. How often do the Tanuki use their scrotes to... I was really disappointed, because they didn't use their scrotes at all. <sighs> That's just... I was so ready for some scrote action, and it's just <laughs> it's just a Tanuki army. Hey, you can always go back to Pompoko if you need to, you know? Uh, one thing I do want to point out is that, in I guess in some of these later versions of Kitaro, I don't know when it really started, but... Uh, from early on, as it started being more of like a hero thing, he he got a power called finger guns, where he like shoots his fingers, sort of like the finger missiles that Mechagodzilla has in the seventies. And in these later versions, they turn into like an energy weapon. And the way he uses it in these is like like exactly like the way Yusuke does it in Yu Yu Hakusho. And I find that to be really cool because it it seems like pretty obvious that. There's definitely influence in Yu Yu Hakusho from uh, all of this <laughs> being a story about a a boy who um, acts as a mediary for disputes between the demon realm and the spirit realm and, and all these yokai and demons. Uh, it feels very inspired by all of this, and I just think that's a cool parallel. Yeah, I mean, the more stuff you watch, the more... Like like Inspector, that's another example of like a character that's an intermediary between uh, yo- yokai and humans, and she has one eye. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that's the 2018 anime, and I I mean I whether you've only seen a couple episodes like Tom or whether you've seen more the most like probably Kevin, and then you know or you know if you're I mean, all of us, I think, would give this a very, very strong recommendation. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just based off of uh, just the impressions that we have based on how how many or how few episodes we may have watched, I mean, from what we've seen, you know, how, how many um, uh, eyeball dads bathing in a rice bowl... <laughs> Do we uh, want to give the 2018 anime? Like I said, just based on what we've seen. 
Just based on what little I've seen, I'm at a four and a half. Nice. All right. Based uh, off of what I've seen, just like the first big chunk of the series, um, so far I'm probably sitting yeah, at like a four or a four and a half. I'm, I'm feeling really strongly about this one. Okay, yeah. Kevin, where are you on the 2018? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with a four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched, I think, The Great Yokai War, the first arc they did. I think that's around where I stopped. So however many episodes in that is, I would I would give a four and a half. Like, uh, I mean, I just talking about it makes me want to, like, renew my Crunchyroll that I canceled, like, two years ago and just, you know, throw on random episodes. Like, I, I don't know. I really love this show, and, um, yeah, the... All of this is stu- great stuff to watch this time of year. Um, you know, uh, and like I said, if there's one series that I would say, like, okay, you don't know where to start with Kitaro, and you just, you know, wh- you know, okay, give me a show to watch, like, this is the one I'd go to. If you want a single thing to be the first thing that you watch uh, that is very, um, that isn't a show where, you know, you feel like you need to watch more episodes, I'd say the, the 80, uh, 85 Yokai War movie. Um, but I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you really, there's no bad Kitaro that I've seen. I'm sure with it being, you know, such a long-running franchise, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Like, uh, Kevin, didn't haven't, haven't you watched at least one of the live-action movies? Like, how what was that like? Uh, it was it was also not bad. It's, okay, it's been uh, it's been a hot minute. Since the I've pictures it, I've but... seen have just all looked like weird cosplay or something. But that's that's always going to be a little bit of a of an issue, just because these characters are so stylized. Yeah, trying to hear them in live action runs into trouble sometimes. So yeah, the I mean the new movies with uh, A.G. Wentz, like he's a little old for the role. Yeah, he looks like he's like twenty. <laughs> But uh, like the the '80s movies have like an actual little kid in in the in the role, so it fits a little bit better. But it's, um, but yeah, I, I didn't have any major like okay. complaints about the uh, um, the, the movies overall. Um, there's also a Hakaba Kitaro, uh, which is a little bit more like uh, darker, um, that, that anime, mm-hmm. and it's a, that's a short one. So, you know, if you're, you know, looking for something like less kid oriented and a little like more digestible, that's a, that's an option. That's all fan subbed. All right. Well, uh, this has been great fun and this is like, this is just an awesome franchise that, uh, I'd love to turn, uh, more people onto. And it's, like I said, it's so big that like, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see what we feel like doing, you know, next October, but like, I wouldn't mind doing a Kataro episode every year. Like, you know, there's so much more, like we've, we haven't even scratched the surface of this, but this is, there it is folks, your little intro to the greatness of, uh, of Gege no Kataro um, and his, uh, awesome eyeball dad and his cool, crew of yokai um and it's it's a real fun journey to take and um i you know it's exciting that i'm there's so much more that i can check out um and i look forward to it uh so um it sounds like everyone else here is in agreement like we are all kitaro pilled now yeah give me more eyeball dad and wally wall yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Great characters, just really fun, you know, family-friendly, spooky stuff to watch this time of year. Um, you know, uh, whether you have kids or not, I mean, it's just a good time. So there you have it, folks. Um, yeah, and with that, I mean, we can sign off on Kitaro. Thank you to my uh, uh, my guest hosts and everyone listening at home. Um, uh, keep it spooky, um, and uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.